The Boston Bruins are in New York to take on the Rangers tonight. We're going to preview that game as well as give you a couple injury updates and our weekly cup check here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things Spoked B. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every day. The podcast is free and available on your favorite podcast app as well as on YouTube, so please do hit that subscribe button so that you never miss a thing. If you are on Twitter, Instagram, you can find the podcast at LockedNHLBruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. Like I mentioned off the top, the Boston Bruins are in New York to take on the Rangers tonight. Another ESPN game. A bit of a later start. I think it's 7.30. Not as bad as 8. Not as ideal as 7 p.m., in my opinion. The Bruins will be skating this morning, and we'll get more of an idea in regards to the severity of the injuries suffered by goaltender Jeremy Swayman and defenseman Derek Forbort in the game the other night against the Pittsburgh Penguins. That thrilling comeback that I'm still uh, not quite over, to be honest. But here's what we do know about those two. Yesterday, the Bruins recalled goaltender Keith Kincaid from Providence on an emergency basis. The 33-year-old has appeared in four games with the Providence Bruins this season with a pretty impressive 922 save percentage. Over his career, 167 NHL games a record of 69, 58, and 21 with a 905 save percentage. He, of course, signed a uh, one year, two way contract with the Bruins this past summer. He had nine appearances with the New York Rangers last season. Uh, he went seven, three, and two with an 898 save percentage so not fantastic actually that was in 2020 2021 he only appeared in one game for the rangers last season winning it with a 935 save percentage so not uh not terrible although that game was against the arizona coyotes for context so very limited NHL time over the last couple of seasons. I would expect that if Swayman is out for any length of time, Linus Allmark will get the Lions' share of starts. But you could see Kincaid step in in relief or in a back-to-back uh, situation, which I'm not sure the Bruins have. Well, they have one coming up, actually. Next weekend, the 12th and 13th, they're in Buffalo and then back home to play the 
Canucks on Sunday the 13th. So all we know right now is that Kincaid recalled from Providence on what they're calling an emergency basis. When it comes to Derek Forbort, it appears as though he has been placed on injured reserve, meaning he'll be out at least a week. It's believed that he suffered a finger injury. Uh, I believe I saw somewhere on Twitter that it, it required surgery, so he could be out for several games here. The Bruins do, of course, have several defensemen up with the club at the moment. They're carrying uh, eight, including Forbort, so they have seven. With Charlie McAvoy's return expected as early as this weekend or next week, perhaps. So you still have Lindholm, Carlo, Grizzlick, Riley, Zborl, Clifton, and Strawman. Actually, Riley is on the cat-friendly page. He had been set down, so I'm not sure if he was recalled as well. Let's check the AHL transactions page here. Not seeing anything there, but... Uh, We'll have to see if he could get back in the lineup here with Derek Forbort on the shelf. Again, thankfully, our boy McAvoy seems to be right around the corner, and he could play as early as Saturday once his LTIR uh, stint has reached its end. So, to wrap that up, the Bruins... Already without David Krejci due to injury. Now down Jeremy Swayman, Derek Forbort, uh, Charlie McAvoy. Still on LTIR, but could be back as early as Saturday against the Toronto Maple Leafs. More likely to make his season debut at home next week against the St. Louis Blues. All right, we're going to do our weekly cup check where we look at the top five teams around the NHL and assess their Stanley Cup viability. But first, a quick word about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for football and the start of a new basketball season, betting on futures, player props, etc. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts. And in-depth analysis on every game. As always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all sport wagering information, with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, golf, and of course, college and pro football. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at Bet Online, where the game starts. I want to thank you so much again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every single day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. That's Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, it is cup check time, my friends, and that is a weekly look at the top five teams around the NHL and a cup half full, cup half empty assessment of where the Boston Bruins stand in relation to bonafide Stanley Cup contenders. If we look at the league standings, well, we see that our Boston Bruins still number one in the NHL. They have 18 points through 10 games with a 9-1 and record, a 900-point percentage, and a league-leading plus 19 goal differential. That reminds me, I need to vote on the locked-on power rankings for this week, and I will certainly have our Bruins in the number one spot. Who else is up there in the top five at the moment? Well, Bruce Cassidy has his Vegas Golden Knights well-positioned to contend this season. They are 9-2 through 11 games with an 8-18 point percentage, a plus 16 goal differential. Bruce Cassidy's teams, as we know, always strong defensively. They're getting good goaltending from Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill. Their shot attempt differential, very middle of the pack, 50.59. And their expected goals, 5-on-5 is 59.53, which is fourth in the NHL. Uh, So they're getting quality offense out of Jack Eichel, who looks rejuvenated, Mark Stone. Uh, They're getting good goaltending. So Vegas should be a team to contend with this season. Now, the rest of the uh, top five has a couple teams that I had been pretty high on this season. First of all, the Carolina Hurricanes. They're 6-2-1. Only 13 points, but they have a 7.22 point percentage. Uh, Their goal differential is only plus four, but their underlying numbers are very strong. They're third in expected goals. And a shot attempt differential, they're first in the NHL. So if they can get a bit more scoring, 5-on-5, they certainly have the weapons. They should be a team to be reckoned with as well. There are three teams tied with a 700-point percentage uh, for fourth in the NHL at the moment. And that would be the New Jersey Devils the Buffalo Sabres, and the Edmonton Oilers. They're all 7-3 and three through 10 games for an even 700-point percentage. The top team among them in terms of goal differential is actually the Buffalo Sabres. They defeated the Pittsburgh Penguins last night, another come-from-behind win against the Penguins, or if you look at it the other way, another collapse by the Penguins, giving up multi-goal leads on consecutive nights. Uh, But the Sabres, really surprising early this season. Their underlying numbers are improving. They're ninth when it comes to shot attempt differential, expected goals. They are a bit further down, 19th, 49.52. So the opposition generally has more expected goals than the Sabres, so that's not a great indication 
of sustained success, but they're getting fantastic goaltending from Craig Anderson and Eric Comrie. And a Norris Trophy-level season so far from Rasmus Dahlin and Calder Trophy season from Owen Power. Those two guys, beasts on the back end for the Buffalo Sabres. Can they hold off the Torontos, the Tampa Bays in the Atlantic Division and make the playoffs? That remains to be seen, but a a fantastic start for the Sabres to be sure. The Edmonton Oilers, we all know what they're about. Two of the absolute best players in the NHL and Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. They tried to shore up the goaltending by bringing in Jack Campbell. It's actually been Stuart Skinner who's been playing better in net for them. But this is probably the best Oilers team that we've seen in the Connor McDavid era. And it's quite possible that uh, they are indeed a Stanley Cup contender. Uh, They went, uh, you know, toe-to-toe with the Calgary Flames last year. Ended up getting the better of their, uh, their provincial and bitter rivals. And uh, they actually, of course, advanced to the uh, conference finals last year where they were swept by the Colorado Avalanche. Have they gotten better enough to be the top team in the, in the West? Quite possibly. They're a team, certainly to be reckoned with. When it comes to the New Jersey Devils, if they get goaltending, they could be a serious team to be reckoned with. Their expected goals is a league-high 67.37%. That's 7% higher than the second-best team, the Florida Panthers. And when it comes to uh, shot attempt differential, they're second in the NHL at 6254 So the New Jersey Devils dominating when it comes to possession. They're getting more shot attempts than the opposition. They're creating more scoring chances than the opposition. So far, they're getting the goaltending from both uh, Mackenzie Blackwood and Vitek Vanacek. Uh, They're scoring chance differential also first in the NHL. So, yeah, at at the moment, this looks very much like a playoff team. It'll be interesting to see who they bump out from the uh, Metropolitan playoff race. Over there right now, Carolina, New Jersey, the Rangers, and the Islanders are top four. You have Philadelphia in fifth, Washington, Pittsburgh in sixth and seventh when it comes to point percentage, which is pretty crazy. In the Atlantic, the Bruins, Sabres, Lightning, Red Wings, top four. Then you have Florida and Toronto. Uh, So pretty wild over there as well. And uh, yeah, it looks like the New Jersey Devil is certainly playing like a team that will challenge for a playoff spot. And if they get goaltending, could, could surprise some people this season for sure. But... Our Boston Bruins, at the moment, the top team in the NHL. They have that 900-point percentage, the top goal differential in the NHL. 
Their underlying numbers uh, could improve a little bit when it comes to shot attempt differential, 5-on-5. They're 11th, 51.49. Expected goals, they rank 8th, 54.29. So they're not necessarily among the elite when it comes to underlying numbers, but they're getting the production at the moment, uh, certainly 5-on-5. And they have been playing without Charlie McAvoy, and that can only help them improve their overall game and those underlying numbers. So, fantastic start for the Bruins. They'll continue it tonight against the New York Rangers. And we're going to preview that game here in the third segment. But first, a uh, quick thank you again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every single day. Be sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast next. They have the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. The New York Rangers come into this game with a record of 6-3-2 through 11 games, a 636 point percentage, and a plus one goal differential. Uh, They last played... On uh, Tuesday evening. And they had a one nothing victory over the uh, Philadelphia Flyers in overtime. So a very tight uh, checking goaltending battle the other night between Igor Shesterkin and Carter Hart. They're led in scoring by two uh, powerhouse offensive players, Artemi Panarin, five goals, 11 assists for 16 points through 11 games. Mika Zibanejad also above a point per game with six goals and seven assists through 11 games. There's a bit of a drop after them. Uh, Vincent Trocek, Adam Fox with nine points apiece. Chris Kreider is off to a bit of a slow start after scoring 52 goals last season. He's only got four, but one of those was that overtime winner the other night. Uh, and then you have the two youngsters in Alex Lafreniere and Capo who could pop off at any moment. Our old friend Ryan Lindgren always seems to get into it with the Bruins when uh, the Rangers play the black and gold so expect some extracurriculars from him I I don't know if he's upset that he was traded or what but he always seems to have it in for the Bruins when they play their goaltending our old friend Yaroslav Halak is the backup Igor Sesterkin of course always solid in net he's got a 921 save percentage a record of 6-0-0 so far this season with two overtime wins and uh you know as good as any goaltender around the league it should be a fantastic game i always get excited for bruins rangers games i think this could have the makings of a yeah an old rivalry that's cooled down but should be a marquee game for the nhl and certainly that's why it has been put on uh, on ESPN tonight once again. So don't go to Nesson. You're going to want to find this game on ESPN. And uh, it should be a real 
uh, treat to watch these two teams as well. Actually, no, it's not on ESPN. It's on Hulu. But same thing, I guess. They're owned by ESPN, Disney, whatever. I'm excited about this one. And you should keep it locked to Locked On Boston Ruins for all the latest on the black and gold. If there is a serious Jeremy Swayman update, I'll be sure to record a YouTube short so you can check that on the YouTube channel. Do go over there and hit that subscribe button so that you get not only the podcast in video form, but those breaking news tidbits as well. And uh, I'll be on after the game there as well with some immediate reaction. However it goes for the Bruins. Do they go to 10-1? Do they fall to 9-2? and two? We'll see. Um, either way, they're not going to play 900 hockey forever. But still, they're playing as good as anybody around the league and can win on any given night. We'll be back tomorrow with a recap of tonight's game and get you ready for Saturday's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Thanks again for tuning in, and uh, please do take care of yourselves, take care of each other. We'll talk to you again here tomorrow on Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every day.